Cassio wants to know if you can get seller financing when you buy a business with a broker. And if there is seller financing, how does the broker get their commission? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. Uh, I think this is a great question. The other day I was uh, interviewing John Mill live about his book, Hire Your Buyer. And Cassio put this question into the live chat and I thought, oh, I'm gonna save that for a video. Because um, you know, a lot of the times I get talking about different things with respect to buying and selling businesses. And um, I forget you know, that some of the basic elements involved in how these transactions are done are sometimes new to new people that are on the channel. So back when I had my business brokerage office open, um, I did, 35 or 36 deals over the three year period that I was working full time in that trade. Uh, all but one of my deals involved some degree of seller financing. So there was only one that was a, a what we would call a cash deal where the seller got all of the money on closing day. That isn't to say that the buyer had all the cash, some of it might've been borrowed, but from the seller's perspective, they got cash on closing. So that's what I mean by a cash deal. In every other deal I did, there was some degree of seller financing, vendor take back note, seller carry back, whatever term you wanna use. Um, in every one of those cases, I did end up getting paid. So let's look at this from the perspective of the three different players, okay? So from the point of view of the buyer, if I make an offer on a business, let's say I'm gonna offer a million dollars and I'm gonna borrow money at the bank and I'm gonna provide 700,000 on closing and I want the seller to finance 300,000 over a period of time. Um, on closing day, have I paid for the business? The answer is yes, you have, because the seller has agreed to accept $700,000 in cash, whether my money or from the bank, and a piece of paper saying that I promised to pay the other 300,000. So that note is an asset. It's a promise to pay into the future. So if you go down to the bank where they write mortgages on houses, they, they have all those bits of paper called mortgages. They look at those as assets because each one of them basically says that they get to receive money from the homeowner, right? So when someone sells a business on closing day, they are paid in full. One of the things that they are accepting as part of the remuneration for that business is that promissory note. So let's look at the other side of the three-sided table, the broker. So the broker listed the business for sale, advertised it, met with the buyer, had a back and forth communication between the buyer and the seller, a deal was achieved and the business was sold. So at the closing table, the seller agreed to accept 700,000 in cash and a $300,000 promissory note. From the broker's point of view, they've done their job. They have sold the business under terms acceptable to the seller. So from the broker's point of view, they're owed their commission. And this is a question that pops up quite often because people are only thinking about the cash and they're thinking, well, does this mean that the broker has to pay, or the seller has to pay the broker um, on the note, even though they haven't received the money? Well, according to most listing agreements, yeah, that's exactly how it worked. That's how it was for me. 
So even though the seller agreed to accept a note and they have to wait for part of their money, as a broker, I did my job, I sold the business, and now I want to be paid in full. Now, this then opens the door to a problem. What if there's such a huge amount of seller financing that there's not enough cash to pay the broker? Or what if there are other debts that need to be settled in order to pass the business to the buyer under clear title? So this happened to me a few times when I was a broker where um, one of them was a daycare. And so the daycare included the real estate, they owned the building, et cetera. And there was a mortgage on the building. And the price that was agreed to, if you subtracted the seller note and then subtracted the mortgage, the balance and cash that was left over in the seller's hands was not enough to pay my commission. So what, what did we have to do? Well, we had to come to some kind of arrangement, right? And so, so these are the things that the seller and the broker have to come to terms with. As a buyer, it's none of your business literally. So it always worries me and, and makes me kind of annoyed whenever I'm helping someone buy a business and the broker wants them to use some kind of paperwork, which includes language with respect to the commission that the brokers do. Because really the deal between the seller and the broker about how much commission is going to be paid is between the two of them. It should not be anything to do with the buyer whatsoever. And so if you're buying a business, don't concern yourself about it. Make your offer, make your deal, let them work it out, okay? In another scenario that you can sometimes have, the total price of the business may actually not be determined at the closing table. What do I mean? Well, I could agree to buy a business instead of a million dollars with 700 down. Let's say I agree to buy the business for 700,000 plus 2% of all receipts over a given amount every year for the next five years. Okay, so that would be effectively an earnout arrangement of some kind, right? Or, or a royalty on revenues over a certain level. So now at closing day, I pay the 700,000 and I have an obligation to pay further money, but we don't know what the number is. We don't know how much money it's going to be because it's based on future performance. Now, what is the broker going to give to the seller in the form of a bill? It's easy to know that there's a certain commission rate on the 700,000, but what about the balance? Again, as a buyer, none of your business. What the broker and the seller will work out is one of a number of things. Either the broker and seller will decide that the broker will get a percentage of that money as it's received over the course of the next five years, which means that there has to be an ongoing relationship, ongoing calculations, ongoing correspondence, remittances, et cetera, ongoing bookkeeping and paperwork on the part of the broker and the seller. Most of the time, people don't want to do that. And so what will often happen is the broker will simply say, hey, you know, let's just agree to estimate this. And just to make it all squared away really quickly, how about I discount it a little bit, perhaps? And uh, I will waive my commission on that amount of money if you give me this amount extra. And they'll just negotiate it. They'll just negotiate some sum of money. And so that's what happens a lot of the time. The other way that people can solve this problem is by um, getting a little bit creative. And so these are some of the concepts that I, that I put out in my special report that I added a few years ago. Let me show you here. So for those of you that are listening, I'm over on the blog site, davidcbarnett.com. If you scroll down here on the left-hand side, there is a, it's green, 
it's, it's a link to how to borrow money from your business broker. So th this basically describes some of the methodologies that I came up with when I was a business broker to deal with the problem of not having enough money at the closing table. And so in that special report, I describe basically two kinds of solutions, a solution where um, the broker gets paid their commission over time as the seller note payments come in, for example, if there's not enough cash at closing. But the other solution is for the broker to actually make a loan to the buyer. And that loan to the buyer effectively cancels out part of the bill of what the seller owes to the broker. And so I, I titled this how to find, you know, how to borrow money from your business broker, a guide to finding some of the money you need to buy a business. And what's interesting is over the course of the last couple of years is, since it's been out, uh, a lot of business brokers have downloaded it and I've gotten a lot of emails from people saying, wow, this is actually creative. I can see where I could use this tool to actually close more deals. And that's the whole reason why I put it together. And so if you click on that, it goes through to the sales page. Uh, it's 29 bucks and there's a video, there's the audio, there's the book and examples of, of how you put this together. And so this is another way that you can deal with the problem. But thank you very much, Cassio, for, uh, for sending me the question. Um, it, the mechanics of this stuff can sometimes be a little bit tricky, especially for people who've never done these deals before. And believe me, I've heard from people who've actually had deals fall apart uh, just because they couldn't figure out some of these things. If there's a willing buyer and a willing seller, there is a way to get the deal closed. And sometimes the broker needs to be a little bit flexible to get that deal done. Right now, you know, times seem to be pretty good. Money's flowing quite easily. People are able to get loans. You know, there's a lot of excitement. In other times, solutions like these can become very important. And that's where I learned them because, of course, I was a business broker between 2008 and 2011 when uh, it was hard to get your hands on money. And there was a lot more creativity in the way, way that deals were put together. And so if you're interested in learning about how to buy a business, then you should head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com. And that's where you're going to find my course on the you know, risk-reduced way on how to buy a business. You can learn more about that over there. And uh, with that, we'll say see you later. And um, I love you guys. I love you guys. See you later. Bye. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me and how I work with my clients. You can learn more about my books and the online courses that I've prepared for you. You can find out about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest. Special thanks go out to Jeff Alpaw Customs for being my tailor. Men all around the world can look dangerous, just like me, with the help of Jeff Alpaw Customs. JeffAlpaw.com. Use the code DCB10 to save. They handle multiple currencies and ship anywhere you happen to be.